But a dead rat I saw today. You, what? I'm, I keep seeing dead animals. I mean, are you sure they're there? Is anyone there that can confirm that you're seeing them? Um, no, not this particular one. Although I keep seeing... I, I, the worst thing I've seen recently was the bereft crow. I saw a grieving that was crow. Depressing, I remember that. So there was the dead crow in the middle of the road, and then it's, I'm sure they mate for life, and its partner. It's definitely mourning. It was horrible. And then there's the pigeon that's been decomposing over time. Um, uh, the, the hedgehog that looks like a prickly purse at this point. But today there was a, a, um, a, a rat in the gutter um, near. There's a very small industrial complex not a military industrial complex so i don't have to beware it but there's a very small industrial complex at the top of my road and it's just before the entrance to that and it, and it's like its body is lying flat out as if it were like having a nice lie down but its head is contorted backwards almost accusingly as if to say look what you've done to me you've killed me what about my family why does no one ever think about the family of a rat it was really tragic. You could you could see the dashed hopes and dreams in that rat's eyes, like it almost had time to contemplate the great void it was about to enter before it finally expired. It was quite it was quite a moving um, quite a moving thing. I'm, did, o- I'm you, okay. You didn't kill it though, did you? Well, not that anyone can prove. No. And you're absolutely sure that these animals aren't healthy until you... Ca- There's not a, my- a miasma around you that's <laughs> a green, killing small a green, animals. A green miasma and everything dies within a, a like a, a half-metre radius of me. No, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Well, the smaller animals in your house are fine, aren't they? They are, yeah. My cat can't get enough of me in the middle of the night. Do you know, I keep moaning that I keep waking up in the middle of the night. It occurs to me, actually, that waking up with a bloody cat's nose in your face doesn't help when you want sort of uh, consistent... Uh, unbroken sleep. No. You're not taking the cats with you on holiday, though, are you? The animals cat with you on singular. holiday? Uh, the cat is going to the cattery that we got him from for a week. She's a very nice lady and, uh, best of all, cheap. He's not going to think he's he's going back, is he? It's impossible for me to tell. Okay. And the rabbits? The guinea pigs? Uh, guinea pigs, um, our friend Jane from the Momcast is looking after. Okay. All the fish are dead. So... When were they last alive? Oh, months ago. So maybe the miasma, maybe that's yeah. when it started. So the universe is taking care of them. And and the dogs are coming to Devon. Uh, they, aren't, they aren't still in the bowl, are they? No, no. no. Yeah, I, 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 the bowl's all ready for new fish to die in. I mean, <laughs> why, for new fish. Why would you, you fish serial killer? Well, no, I mean, it, look, fish born of lady fish has but a short time to live especially if they're one of those ones that only live for like a year or so. Okay. But maybe it seems longer. I don't know. I don't know what fish is. The thing is, right, fish are so common in our homes, aren't they? And and we worry about, oh, in dog years, dog years, she's 60 now, dog's getting on, you know, in cat all in cat years. Cat years, he's 70. 
she's doing really well. Although all cat years my ass, because all cats apart from Millie, our, our old cat, live to be about. If cat years are true, live to be about three hundred, don't they? Yeah, but I mean they're long lived. They've yeah. got a lot. Uh, we could learn a lot from them. But it means I think we've done nothing the calculation. If you're trying to equate the age of a of an animal to like you know the the what was it three score and ten four score and ten, isn't it of a human being? Then I think living to three hundred, no one lives to three hundred. No. Want like the oldest man, 115 years old, and fuck me, don't they look fed up when they are as well? They don't know what's going on, do they? <sighs> I don't really. I mean, I can't even imagine it. Well, I remember seeing um, Scotty on an episode of The Next Generation. Like, he must have been in his 120s. He was quite spry, so there is hope for us. I think that's the Scottish. Do you reckon? I think so, yeah. I think they live a lot longer. That's that's actually statistically the opposite of it true, is, isn't no, it? No, that's brilliant. Well, that's why they uh, drink and eat Mars bars, is to stop themselves getting that old. Cause in the, it, in it, the future, mm. all things being equal, yeah. if your quality of life is better, mm. uh, or if everyone had the same quality mm. of life, Scottish people are much hardier than well, English people. Maybe in the future, if, if um, Roddenberry's utopian vision comes true, all things will be equal, Nick. Maybe. Well, that's why Scotty lasted so long. Maybe. And also he's Canadian, really. Well, he was. He's well, dead I mean, now, he's he? dead now. And in yeah. space. He's he actually in space. in space. Yeah. So anyway, at this point, you've been on holiday for a week and two days. Yeah, we're either back or coming back. How did you find it? Uh, it was really nice, really sunny, lovely days on the beach. Good. Uh, it was okay. We had a few rainy days and spent a few days on the beach. Oh, God, Nick, it was awful. I can't believe it. <laughs> the bloody British weather, I tell you. It, we came home after three days. I thought to myself, well, I'd rather be at home in the wet than down here, frankly. Um, so, yeah, it was all a bit depressing, really. I've um, developed quite a serious drug habit. <laughs> I thought I'd give you editing choices. No, that's brilliant. Mm. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, put it all together tonight anyway, so I won't have any. I'm just going to put it. It's all going to go out. Oh, for God's sake. That was lovely, though. Thank you. I'm like, um, I'm like, um, I'm like uh, Will Ferrell. You like? I'll your... give you something. I'll give you a different taste each take. Yeah. No, I like it. What if, uh, as a director, though, you, you liked one of the earlier uh, 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 tastes and just wanted that, but better? I'd probably, uh, I'd probably just sit there saying, "Yeah, do you want to do another one?" Until they did it again without me prompting them, because I'd hate to offend. Yeah, no, I can understand that. I'd be no, I don't think I'd be a good director. No, I don't no. think I'd be a good director. Oh no, you you don't have a problem with offending people at all. <laughs> it's not. I don't think it's just about offending people. Though, or maybe you it? can't help it. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm glad you enjoyed your holiday, and uh, everyone got back safe, even though you're around all that water. There's not that much water. It's like a, a, a twenty minute, half an hour drive to the beach. But then, if you if it's a twenty minute half hour drive to the beach, yeah, we're close. But then to the you water accidentally here. drive for forty minutes, then you'll end up in the water. You can't because it's really hard to. I don't think Nick's car would get up and over the um, the the, uh, the the stony bank. Look, it's confusing. Cars mm. are confusing. Last week mm. we were talking about a car running someone over whose car it was. Oh, the, you can't I, I, be sure of what cars will do. I uh, I hilariously dubbed that the uh, the anti Herbie, and um, I've now um, written a series of books. <laughs> While I was on holiday, I've written a series of books about the anti Herbie. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Are Herbie, they a young adult. Her- yeah, Herbie Goes Bananas is awesome. Um, Herbie gets refused service for breakfast in a McDonald's and goes on a killing spree. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have um, Have you seen uh, the trailer for the new Mad Max film? I haven't. Oh my goodness. It's very exciting. Really? I know you can't really rely on a trailer, but it's very exciting indeed. I um, I haven't seen that. I saw a film the other day. I'm watching quite a lot of films at the moment. I saw um, The Hobbit 2, um, The Empire of Smaug... No, um, the, the Desolation of Smaug. What's happened here, listener, is we're actually recording this on uh, Thursday the 21st. What James is saying is that... Uh, immediately after this podcast recording, he is mm. going to go home and start watching uh, the Hobbit movie, The Desolation of Smog. And by the time you listen to this episode, when it has come out, it will have just finished. Yeah, that's true enough. I enjoyed it much more than I did not care for the first Hobbit movie. No. I mean, I had to watch it in three in free bits because it's too fucking long. So you're going to watch it like in nine parts, the whole yeah. thing? yeah. That short children's book um, in yeah, a nine-hour epic. I feel like I feel like I don't even want the second one in the house. I I I think I'm over the Tolkien films. Yeah, I think I might be too. Tell you what cheers me up though. I didn't tell you. I, tell, I made a really nice Victoria sponge today. Did you? Mm, my mum was came over. I in fact doing this gave me a reason to leave the um, the flat early, so I'd say goodbye to her. So sorry about that, Mum. But yeah, they were coming over and way of compensation. I made a nice Victoria sponge. I was very pleased with it. Did this actually happen today? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, today. right. I, so I've I'm made four very, loaves of bread. Four confused. loaves of bread today. I had a real bakey day. Four loaves of bread. And uh, if you listen to the the last episode, you can hear me talking about the bread. And it looks uh, a bit like a cock. Well, they kind of uh, they kind of shibata. I, I, I took my cue from the the. Um, the um, Great British Bake Off that had been on that night because um, they're making too bad there. so making sort of a, 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 something similar um, but yeah Victoria Sponge it was very good I'm thinking I should make cakes more often it was very light very tasty can you write a recipe for the mailing list I might start the mailing list again yeah, okay, because um, I, I, although it's the recipe from the BBC Good Food magazine, <laughs> right. I did add a couple of drops of vanilla extract that wasn't in the recipe, so I can I can look myself, and I did it in a heart-shaped tin. It's just, no, that's good, and just stick your name on it. Yeah. Try to change some of the, some of the sentences around. Yeah, I don't know, but there were so many things, like, um, like a, a Victoria sponge, right? It is a classic of the ages. It's been around for a long time. How can anyone claim it for their own? I don't really understand about recipes because people, at the moment, everyone's like doing their recipe food blog mm. and saying, oh, this is a recipe I got from my mum mm. for lasagna or mm. bolognese or something generic like that. And this is how you do the perfect one and they write it. Yeah. Uh, but A, there are already millions of other mm. almost identical recipes on the internet already. Mm. And B, well, that's like then your kid's going to come along mm. and they're going to do a blog in the yeah. future, but it'll be a holler blog about uh, about the recipe that they got from their mum, and it'll be like if you Google it, and it won't be called Google, it'll be called Space Google. Zagog. 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 Yeah. Google. It won't even be a word be you can write. Down. <laughs> and um, I don't know. And, um, and yeah, and you, you'll compare it and it'll be like, well, this is just clearly plagiarised, but it'll be plagiarised from the Do previous you know, it generation. Did, actually, it didn't occur to me uh, how folksy 
recipes are. Mm. They're handed down generation to generation, always changing, slightly evolving, like folk stories and folk songs. Each new generation puts its own twist on it. So maybe in 200 years' time, like spaghetti bolognese, I like to be made out of nails and like uh, rat tears. The internet's basically killing that whole folkiness, isn't it? Because once you've written it down once, well, just your kid doesn't have to write it down for their kids because mm. they can just go on Google and see grand, great-granddad's yeah. blogog because that's the next wave. So it's blogs now, and then the next wave, they're going to be called blogogs, and then they're going to be called holoblogs. Holoblog. <laughs> and the way you'll find them now, yeah. you go on Google, and then in in the next five years, it'll be Google. Mm-hmm. And then what was it? I don't understand how we're not world famous. Well, strictly speaking, we are world famous, but not famous. Mm. We are world known. Do you think? Do you think there'd be social media at that time, and uh, and someone would go, "Oh, do you know what year they they post on social media? Oh, uh, do you know what year Blue Peter started?" And someone would write back going, "Yeah, like you know how people passive aggressively go to Google, go to Google for you. How are you spelling that?" There'll still be people. It'll be like when you still see someone. Uh, there'll still be people using Twitter and uh, and Facebook if they're still around. Because it'll be like when you occasionally you see you occasionally see someone uh, link to link to a personal blog post mm. they've done, and it's on Live Journal, and you have a moment mm. where you're suddenly really confused because it feels like a hundred years ago that Live Journal was the place that people did things, but it was less than twenty years ago. The internet's weird. What was uh, ICQ? I was quite fond of. ICQ is a good place to have chats. Yeah, I like that. I think I had space. I think I spent a bit of time single uh having having chats with strange people on ICQ. Mm. They might have been girls, they might have been boys, I don't know. I they saw, pretended to be girls, that's what's important. I saw you know dating it's weird these days, isn't it? Dating I think it is is either very very difficult or very very easy. I saw an advert these days. I saw an advert that would make it really easy for me to identify potential partners mm-hmm. um there's a uh it was on tv there's a i should be careful because you know we're probably open to advertising on this this on this um pod and you know that is the sort of advertising you can expect isn't it it's sort of internet dating sites potentially you know we could be ad- yeah but well, I, that's the most appropriate for us i think i guess i saw an internet dating site called elite singles and the advert Featured two very smug-looking, uh, besuited, um, let's call them besuited shitbags. Mm-hmm. And I looked at that and I thought to myself, brilliant, I wish I was single. Because what I would do, I'd go onto that site and I'd get a list of all of the uh, prospective partners who are on that site. And I could rule them out from people I'd ever want to meet, which is really useful. You really get to narrow down the field of people that potentially you'd like to uh, you'd like to be with. Although I, I have to say, uh, internet dating is one of those things. It gives you the illusion that it's really, really easy to find a partner, but it doesn't actually stop you being um, a, a brain-crushingly difficult arsehole to live with, does it? So I think there's a lot wrong with it. But the problem is... Uh, <sighs> It it works for a lot. It works for a lot of people, but for the most part, mm. the people I know who are open about being on mm. dating sites are women, and uh, the amount of messages they get. The the 
there's the unsolicited sleaziness, which is a bit horrible. Mm-hmm. But the thing that always depresses me is the people, and I read about them, and they are they just seem like normal people who don't have a clue. Not actually nasty mm. or misogynistic or, or creepy, just useless, incapable of... And what, what worries me a little bit more, framing this in a sort of, well, my daughter has to grow up into this world that we're creating at the moment... I get, and, and and this is where actually I start to feel old and like I'm being left behind because I can't, I cannot culturally relate to how it works. But um, it's sites like Plenty of Fish, mm-hmm. which are essentially hookup sites, aren't they? There, well, and I haven't really got a problem with that. I think great, you know, if if young, young, you know, uh, willing people want to meet up and have sex with each other, great. It feels great to have sex with someone. Go for it. You've done it at least twice. I've done it once. And you know, I'm probably prepared. It's good. To, I'm probably prepared to do it again uh, at a push, mm. but um, or a pull, maybe. No, probably uh, a push. We we'll see. Yeah, probably a push. It depends who's about. But and, and and this is the thing. And I think you know, you can get a little bit Daily Mail about this and not really understand how they work. I followed a Twitter feed called "Plenty of Fish Fails." It, the stream of pig-headed misogyny and just plain nastiness that seems to emanate from sites like that terrifies me, to be honest with you. But I guess, I don't know, are these kids well-equipped to be on there? If you're a young woman and you're on there, do you expect men to be... It doesn't excuse men being shit, but do you, do you partially expect it is... Because a lot of these fails also include very sassy put-downs by the women that are being trolled by these horrible misogynistic twats. Oh, that's unfortunate, isn't it? Hmm. Calling a misogynist a, a twat. Let's call them which, dicks. Which arguably is misogynistic language. Yeah. Sorry, I'm eating a banana. Mm. Yeah, it, it is. I get... I Because get, one of my favourite words to use is the C word. and it, There's a... A debate about uh, anyway. No, I was about to go off onto a digression about the c word then, and there's no good. Yeah, no, plenty of fish and that sort of thing terrifies me. I think I've said all I need to say about that. Have you finished eating that banana yet? Because I can't pad for any more. I can't. I don't wait. care how much you need potassium, Nick. I can't wait until we fix all of the meanness and horribleness and misogyny and <clears throat> and racism and ableism and all of that other stuff, so that. So that we get to a point where we can just use whatever language you want all the time. I tell you what, right? I can't fucking believe. The fuck is that? There's this weird. It's a weird kind of almost see-through kind of bug on the on the desk. Is that a silverfish? I don't know. It almost looks like one of those. Like, it's tiny, but I wouldn't be don't surprised. Don't touch it. I'm not going to touch it. Why not? Because. So far, there hasn't been an episode of Doctor Who that started with two guys podcasting and getting overtaken That's by a true. weird silverfish alien. It's weird. So it must be about. To I happen. want to turn off the lights. I bet it's. Got, I bet it's like one of those undersea things, and it's got those trippy colours. In an infinite universe, there is an episode of Doctor Who that starts exactly like this already. Yeah, probably. Hang well, on. can you remember? Yeah, turn the light off. Oh, that's a real fucking shame. <laughs> is it just not? Yeah, it's not doing anything. You on here looks a little bit scared, if you ask me. You said about being left behind. It hasn't got a face. How can it look scared? Just the way it's holding its body posture. You're just obsessed with, like, dead and terrified animals. It looks pensive. Just hang on. (sighs) What are you doing now? Textbook podcasting. I dropped a bit of banana on the floor. They'll not let us use the studio again if there's a bit of banana on the floor. I hope not. They'll get ants and flies and stuff. What was I talking about? can't remember you were talking about 
dating. You said something about being left behind, and it made me remember something. Okay, go on. It made me remember that. Do you know? We, I know there's a half finished thought there, and I'm really it's going to bug me now for weeks. Uh, about three weeks ago, we about three weeks ago we uh, started. I started a thought that started. I I choose to think that Robin Williams is a better person than me. Yes. That just never went anywhere mm. at all. So so it's okay. We do half half our well, thoughts. It's fine. No, I don't know. I agreed with you, if I remember rightly, that he did appear to be a better person. Than you. I, I know, but I'm sure I was going to try and make a larger point than than just yeah. I'm not nice about things. He was funny. Um, he was successful. Seemed very likable. <laughs> um, I think it's been long enough. Anyway, so uh, certainly yeah, by the time this goes out, you said uh, about being left behind. We watched uh, a few weeks ago. We watched the first episode of The Leftovers, which is a new TV series based on a new HBO TV series based on a book. Um, the show is written and produced by the writer of the book and Damon Lindelof, who did Lost, who I really like. Um, other people don't really like. I'm sure anyone listening to this is like, oh, I'm sure they introduced a whole bunch of mysteries in the first episode that will never go anywhere. And, you know, you're entitled to that opinion. We really liked the first episode. Mm-hmm. I suspect by the time that the listener listens to this, though, we will have either failed to watch any more episodes or be kind of over it by now and just want them to solve whatever it is they're, 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 they're doing. But it's basically set... In a world after two uh, percent of the population have just mm. vanished, oh. and, it, and it doesn't it doesn't seem to, and it all happens over a few seconds, and um, it obviously there are religious connotations, but it it doesn't it doesn't seem that only good righteous people have mm. gone, so no one knows where they've gone, but very much, and I'm hoping it stays this way, even though it's exactly what people want Damon Lindelof to mm. do so they can bitch about it but I'm kind of hoping that the story won't become about what happened it'll just become about how people cope with it yeah I, I watched it they're all in limbo I yeah I am um, I found it interesting because my first thought was if two percent of people just disappeared right now two percent of the people just disappeared and no one knew where they went I don't think I'd even notice. No, and it would take a little bit of pressure off resources as well. No, I mean, but that's true. But then you start thinking in terms of that's, obviously that's two people in every hundred, but that means it's what, 200 people in every thousand? Or 20 people in every thousand? 20 people in every thousand. Sorry, I'm still looking at that insect. I'm barely listening. When you look at a town the size of Southampton, Mm. if if 2% of the people suddenly disappeared, at least a couple of people you knew would probably go in among that. Depends, though, isn't it? I mean, I've only got four or five people that are really, truly close to me. Yeah. Everyone else, probably, you know, I can can live. But then you wouldn't know... It's, it seems so arbitrary that you just wouldn't... I mean, how would you make any plans? Well, I, they're kind of covering this in the first episode. How would you make any plans knowing that you don't know why people disappeared before so they could just disappear again? Would we be able to choose an area of the town where the 2% go go from? No, oh. I see what you're getting at. Well, I'd probably go with... Uh, there's an area in town called Chilworth. I'd probably go with that, to be honest with you. That was not what I was expecting. I am a class warrior. Why would I want my, my good working class brothers and sisters to 
to go. If all the people, that's what you expected me to do, wasn't it? If all the people in Chilworth went, mm. as posh error, is it? Yeah. If all the people in Chilworth went, then that void would be filled by people in the middle class, mm-hmm. which is actually what you are and I am. And most of your working class mm. brothers are actually middle class. Yeah. Aren't they? So, and then they just become upper class people. And if being an upper class person is innately a bad thing, which I think is what you're getting at, then that would just be the ultimate betrayal. All the people around you that you love would become awful. No, we'd, we'd smash capitalism. That's definitely what would happen. <laughs> oh, no, of course, yeah. First you'd yeah. smash capitalism. Uh, it's not called looting when white people do it, It's by not the way. been around that long. What was it, 1780s or something? Adam Smith wrote... Um, Make lots of money and, and hopefully the poorer get some crumbs from us. Something like that, wouldn't it? It's not, it's not been about that long. It's not. There'll be other ideas after it. Think of one right now. Well, communism's another idea. No, no, you didn't think of that. Someone else thought of that. Oh, I've got to think of a, an idea all of my own. Well, yeah, because all, I mean, you can say capitalism's do been think, done, but do like think, most of them have been done and, do you and think, not worked. Do you think Adam Smith was working under that pressure? What if, uh, what if innately... Can think of a better way than the feudal system, Smith. I fucking dare you. Going, all right, I can't work under this pressure. Fucking come on, where, Smith. Where was he from? How about less fair capitalism? I don't know. Did he just change accents? No, he was Scottish the whole way through. <laughs> Definitely. <clears throat> there we I are. feel like I'm in the room of Tony Slattery. It's amazing. Yes, I never thought on a podcast I'd do an impression of Adam Smith. I'm quite pleased with myself. Um, he definitely sounded exactly like that. Uh, and yeah. to be fair, the system before that wasn't feudal anyway, was it? So I don't have a fucking... Once you start talking about history, I don't know. I'm a future... I'm a futurologist. I'm a future... <laughs> I'm a future ear. Like Russell Russell Grant. Uh, Russell Brand. Grant. Is Russell Grant the one who looks to the future and sees a future where we are all just like, no, fuck governments, I don't care? Yeah, like Brian Cox. Uh, the guy who played Hannibal Lecter? No, 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 the guy that was upset with the lad because um, he brought his peregrine falcon into PE. Which one's Richard Dawkins? Oh, he's the one that lives in Rome in the Vatican City, isn't it? Is that him? I think so. He's the one who came up with the Da Vinci Code. That's right. But wasn't that Da Vinci? No, 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 no. That was that was Selena Scott. Who did the picture of the man with the f- two the forearms and the four legs? Or was it six arms and six legs? I know Kate Bush did a song about it. Did she? The man with four arms and six legs. What's happened to Kate Bush? Uh, she's done a series of live concerts very soon and asked people not to take photographs. Good luck with that. Um, why is she asked? I mean, seriously. she wants people... Yeah, no, seriously, it was in the news a couple of weeks ago. And she wanted, uh, she wanted it to be an intimate experience. So she's asked her fans... Uh, I think she's doing a run of 16 shows none of which I've got a ticket for. So if you've got a spare Kate Bush ticket listener and you want to give it to or me... Or a video camera. <laughs> you want me to work your video camera for you, the Kate Bush? You want me to do the bootleg... bootleg. The bootleg Beatles. <laughs> I've turned into a Monty Python posh character. Didn't happen. You didn't. The, the posh people didn't even have to disappear for you to start like edging into the <laughs> territory. Right. So much for smashing capitalism. Where, where do I get me butler from then, eh? <laughs> Oh, I'd so love to have a manservant. Look, we haven't, we haven't got time. We haven't got time to cover the actual article. So let's just cover the bare bones of the article. There was an article a few sorry, weeks back. Sorry, Louisa. Uh, by uh, Louisa Colon. Uh, that, that was, the title of it was Need Kids to Follow Instructions? Don't Ask, 
tell. Now, that's the headline. Pretty much sums up what she gets at in the article as well. Yeah. So we can go go from that. Uh, I think it's uh, the the bare bones of it are she's talking about how giving children choices all the time because we like to feel like we're giving children mm. choices and options even though they're not adults we like to treat them like they already are but if you ask them whether they want to do something that you actually need to happen that is problematic that's about right isn't it yes that like it doesn't hurt to tell them if something needs to happen if you've got a play date that you have organized mm. or you have to go to the shops or something that definitively yeah. has to happen yeah, asking them if they want to is a bit – well, on the one hand, it's counterproductive because it ends up disappointing them and mm. maybe causing tears and slows down the whole process mm-hmm. anyway when it has to happen. But at the same time, you think you're doing a nice thing for them yeah. by giving them choices, but all you're really teaching them is that arbitrarily you are going to take control. at some. You are going to be the grown-up but it might come out of nowhere and they won't, they won't be expecting it. I, I've made the mistake myself on several occasions and I still continue to do so sometimes because just I want to be relaxed around my daughter. And, you know, sometimes she makes good choices, sometimes she makes bad choices. Most of the time she makes bad choices. <laughs> She's four. <laughs> but I, I, I remember being on the – we were in uh, mummy and daddy's bedroom watching the – I've got the computer set up in there. So not where she was conceived. No, that's her room. I, uh, she was in my daddy's bedroom and we were watching a movie on Netflix because we've got the computer in there and it's got the better sound system. Mm-hmm. And I, I turned to her and uh, without even thinking said, do you want to go to bed yet? Do you, you tell me when you want to go to bed. She didn't tell me when she wanted to go to bed. She wanted to stay up all night. I had to still had to tell her what time to go to bed. And she was aggrieved because she I haven't said yet. I haven't said yet. Oh, shit. I know this. I know all this. This has happened before. I'm stupid. <laughs> it's like Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, all this all has this happened before. before. And will happen again, undoubtedly. It's... um. I, I, I was tempted to say after reading that, yeah, we all make that mistake. It's something you only do once. No, you don't. I think if you're quite a sort of progressive, sort of laid-back person, you, you just because that's how apparently I want to paint myself. <laughs> that's the ideal me, apparently, Nick. But I, I like I'm maybe a little bit too much like that. But you know, I, I I will keep making that mistake over and over again. I've no doubt. It does. Uh, it does nicely prepare you for grown-up life, though, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the things you think you have a choice over, but actually you don't. That's what. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, I'm just going to uh, ra- round that out. It was a very quick conversation about it, but um, our fr- a friend of the show, Kiha, of uh, Dissecting Worlds, the excellent, the, the excellent Dissecting Worlds podcast, um, did in response to us talking about this a little bit, uh, me talking about about this a little bit a few weeks ago in our filler episode. Um, said that a friend of his has taken to uh, who have two kids have taken to telling their kids uh, do you want to go to the rubbish park or the good park and there's only one park brilliant but um <laughs> but uh, that's that's how they they approach stuff like that um, and apparently the older kid is the older kid of the two is now old enough and is slightly in on the joke so it's kind of become a family thing do you want to go but i guess because kihar is northern um, they yeah. all have northern accents. Do you want to go the... Jump, do you want to go up to Park? Get to whip it. Come on, let's go up to Park. Come on, we're we'll half pie, aren't we? Rubbish, rubbish Park or Good do, Park? Do you want to go to Rubbish Park or to Good Park? 
Do you want to have a what, good pie or a bad pie? What do you mean your consumption's playing up and you can't come out? You leave your mother's corpse alone and get up the park. <laughs> Fucking hell. It went a bit dark there. Stop gnawing on her fibula. Where? They're not cannibals. Yeah, they are. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Um. So thank you for that, Kia. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I bet you're glad you told us that. Now. Hey up, Kia. <laughs> so uh, the... Gone down to pub. So that, that, I guess, I guess that's that. We've killed that subject. That's it, isn't it? Aye. Uh, you can listen to, <laughs> thank you for listening, listener. You can listen to all of our previous episodes at the site. That's uh, twogrownmen.net, the number two. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or uh, Pocket Cast or your podcast of choice. It's entirely up to you. But if you like what, you're hearing or even if you know you think it's okay but could be better please do rate and review us at one of those places it's a really good way of uh, upping our profile a little bit and maybe sharing us with other people who might enjoy us and um, you can talk to both of us on twitter there is a twitter account for the show it's 2gm pod uh, which i've uh, uh, hopefully by the time this episode goes out i will have got into the habit of checking a bit more regularly yeah, and see, using I, I, I don't know what it is because i've not been allowed the password for that um I, i've just been all i've just been rubbish okay. at sorting all of this stuff out there is a mailing list at tinyletter.com forward slash 2gm i didn't finish telling people how they could talk to us on twitter though personing uh, list you can talk to james uh, on Twitter at uh, I'm James M O M B James Momb and I'm Nick Site. You can also email us. We're at uh, it's uh, what is it? Two GM podcast at gmail dot com. And uh, I guess I'm sure we're missing something, but we should go dignity. Dignity. We are missing yeah. dignity. But at but, least we're not yeah. eating our eating our parents. That's true. At least we're good, fine, strapping Southerners. <laughs> or something, I don't know. Bye, listener. You're Bye-bye. awesome. <laughs> <laughs>